0: Thanks, Joe. Thank you for the invitation. And these are my disclosures. Uh, My task is particularly tough. Uh, First of all, uh, I'm going to be debating against a very tough opponent. And uh, I am going to be speaking for some tests that most of you do not do in your routine practice. But I'm going to be a straight shooter. I won't confabulate. I won't exaggerate. So the, the reality is that MRD is as ready for prime time as these talk shows are. I'm going to ask for you to focus just for 15 minutes or so that I have, because I'm going to tell you the facts. And then for the subsequent 15 minutes, you can probably zone off. So about uh, two decades ago, MRD testing was in its toddler stage. Dr. San Miguel from Spain had actually uh, already shown uh, in 2002-2003 that uh, MRD negativity was associated with superior progression-free survival and overall survival. And this is where MRD testing is today. Just because we haven't learned how to use MRD in all the possible ways doesn't mean that we cannot use it today. In fact, if you think that testing for CR is important for your patients, testing for MRD is as much important today because MRD is the new CR. And MRD actually stands for minimal residual disease, the amount of disease that remains, or or amount of myeloma in this case, that remains in the body after therapy. And the analogy that I use is uh, this finding a needle in a haystack, kind of one in 10 to the power of five, 100,000 cells or 1 million cells in the marrow. So if the test can detect one myeloma cell, uh, that would be a very sophisticated test. And the iceberg analogy is what we use uh, very often for the myeloma tumor burden. And in the interest of being fair and balanced, here you go. But what what we do know in myeloma, the deeper the response, the longer the time to progression, as you can see here. And now we have more sophisticated tools. And those tools are next generation flow, and next-generation sequencing. So what exactly is next-generation flow? So next-generation flow is actually taking into account the Euroflow SOP, or standard operating procedure, with a sensitivity of at least 10 to the power minus 5 if 200 million events or cells are collected. And actually, it can go up to 10 to the power minus 6 if uh, 10 to 20 million cells are collected. And what uh, <clears throat> the lab typically uses is two tubes, and these are the, the antigens against which uh, fluorochrome and uh, conjugated antibodies are used. And the, the advantages of uh, MRD testing by uh, next generation flow is that... Um, Uh, It is very rapid. It has to be performed within 24 hours of sampling, and it can even detect if your sample is good enough because it can detect uh, the quantity of erythroblasts, it can detect quantity of precursor B cells as well as mast cells and tell you if your sample is good enough to to actually uh, uh, perform the test. Now here on your left you can see actually uh, dot plots of uh, a patient who was uh, initially told uh, that he was MRD negative. Uh, This was on um, a test that had the sensitivity of uh, 10 to the power minus 4. But on uh, uh, further analysis with a more sophisticated test of 10 to the power 5 uh, minus 5 threshold, you can see that uh, myeloma cells, these uh, red dots are, are, sorry, these red dots are uh, detected uh, Mm-hmm. and and you can see the normal cells normal plasma cells are the blue dots which are at times difficult to uh, to separate but the red dots uh, on on certain scatter diagrams here uh, are are very distinct population and in this case two cells per million uh, nor, uh, per million cells analyzed in the marrow were detected uh. And the other tool is the next generation sequencing. In fact, this tool actually takes into account the VDJ segment rearrangement concept, uh, uh, which we all have. And in particular, myeloma cells have a particular clone that can be detected both at the time of diagnosis and with sensitive tools at the time of uh, um, testing uh, uh, post-therapy. And after the DNA is extracted, uh, it is amplified by PCR using consensus primers, and then uh, sequencing is performed on a ne- next generation be- uh, sequencing based platform, following which there is grouping and merging of sequences uh, to clono- distinct clonotypes that can then be compared against reference germline sequences that are available. And then you have to look at the diagnostic or the initial sample. And it can, it may not always be diagnostic sample. It can be any sample for that matter that has certain amount of tumor burden because then you can identify the clone. And uh, subsequently for MRD monitoring, you can search for that same clone that you have identified in the diagnostic or characterization sample. It is, in fact, clono is FDA-approved uh, for MRD testing in, in myeloma. And what's more, it, it is now paid for since January of 2019, paid for by Medicare. In fact, the revised International Myeloma Working Group response criteria have now subcategorized subsca- CR response into flow uh, MRD negative. It's by next-generation flow or sequencing MRD negative. The third one is imaging plus MRD negative, uh, either by flow or by next generation sequencing. And in this case, the imaging is PET CT scan. And the fourth one is sustained MRD negativity, in which case the imaging plus the uh, NGF and or NGS is used, but that thing is confirmed one year apart. Now, we had shown long time ago that um, not all CRs are, are uh, same. In fact, stringent patients who have achieved stringent CR after autologous stem cell transplant are the ones that truly do much better than the ones who are in CR or near CR. But that was a long time ago. Now, in fact, uh, the Spanish group has shown that if your patient is in CR, it is very, very important to find out whether the patient is MRD-negative or MRD-positive because look here, the MRD-positive CRs are as bad as PRs. So you are actually misinforming your patients if, that they are in CR and giving them a false sense of hope if you do not take into account whether they are MRD-negative or MRD-positive. And in this cohort, actually, MRD-negative patients who had an MGUS-like immunophenotype to begin with did much better. In fact, their 10-year overall survival rate was 94%. Now you've heard from Dr. Kaufman um, about this IFM209 study uh, that uh, uh, actually had lenalidomide in the maintenance, had used lenalidomide alone in the maintenance setting and post MRD uh, post maintenance MRD was assessed initially by uh, by uh, flow and this was just conventional flow, not the Euroflow I talked about, and had only the sensitivity of 10 to the power minus 4. But when these MRD negative patients were reassessed by next generation sequencing, 51% of MRD positive, uh, MRD negative patients were actually MRD positive by ClonoSeq. So. Both tests are correct, but you have to first look at what the sensitivity of the, the uh, test is. So when you're uh, actually sending the sample, the first thing you have to look at if you find uh, the sample MRD negative is what the sensitivity of the test is. If it is 10 to the power minus four, it may be uh, MRD negative for that test, but f- if you look at it with a, with a more sophisticated tool like a next generation flow, or next generation sequencing, the patient can have MRD-positive uh, result. And as you can see on the, le- on the right side, uh, with ClonoSeek, uh, the more the, the tumor burden, the poorer the, resp- uh, the-, the poorer the outcome. And in fact, a meta-analysis has already shown that patients who are in CR do much better if they are uh, MRD negative compared to those who are in MRD positive state. And this is pooled uh, individual data analysis. Um, on your left side is the, the uh, impact of CR on overall survival. And here's the course of a patient with multiple myeloma that I've been treating since 2013. Look at the number of therapies this guy who's 72-year-old with IGA-lambda-translocation-1114 uh, multiple myeloma has received. CYBOR-D, autologous stem cell transplantation, following which he was on VRD therapy, followed by DERA-Palm-Dex, Ixazomib thalidomide dex Ixazomib-Palm-Dex, and ultimately venetoclax through a clinical trial. And uh, uh, the drug that uh, uh, Dr. Martin talked about, the GSK916, uh, following which he was in MRD negative. Just a couple of cycles of this agent, and imagine the look on this patient's face when he came to know that for the first time he was MRD negative, mind you, he had 90% bone marrow plasma cells at the time he entered the study. And this is the data from the IFM 2009 protocol where MRD testing was performed both before maintenance and after one year of maintenance, and this graph actually shows the outcome of patients uh, based on their MRD status uh, um, uh, prior to the maintenance, and you can see Patients who had MRD uh, uh, negative status and had undergone transplant or RVD alone, that, was, that is, they were in the other arm, their, their uh, outcomes were pretty similar. As long as they were achieving MRD negative status, outcome was good, but those who were MRD positive didn't do as well. Similarly, for the the high-risk versus standard-risk patients, it didn't quite matter. Even for the high-risk patients who were MRD negative, they did just as well as the the ones who were standard-risk and MRD negative. The uh, PATHEMA GEM2012 protocol actually measured MRD at different uh, time points. They assessed after six cycles of VRD induction after transplant, and after two cycles of consolidation following transplant. And what they found was that the MRD positive rates were much higher in the uh, high-risk patient population, and the MRD tumor burden was much higher in patients with deletion 17 compared to standard-risk patients, and this was quite uh, comparable in the translocation 414 and standard-risk population. And here's another uh, uh, example of a patient I've been treating for the past uh, year and a half. This is just a 42-year-old male with IgG-lambda multiple myeloma. had 60% bone marrow plasma cells at the time of diagnosis with deletion 17. And his diagnosis was in October of 2017. He was refractory to VRD, so it was changed to DARA krd by his uh, 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 hematologist, and then he was... uh, 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 referred to me for autologous stem cell transplant. So post-induction therapy, i.e. pre-transplant, he had less than 5% ma- uh, bone marrow plasma cells. After first transplant, and he went home in just um, 18 days, uh, uh, day, day 100 marrow showed that he was MRD positive, and this was by flow um, that we routinely do at Mayo Clinic in patients who are in CR. Not all patients, only the patients who are in CR. He went on to uh, uh, get the second uh, uh, auto stem cell transplant as part of tandem transplant approach, and on day 100 of second transplant, he was MRD negative, and what's more, he was PET CT negative as well. Currently, based on the tourmalin 3 data, he is on a PI-based consolidation uh, uh, therapy because we know that uh, uh, maintenance consolidation is even important in patients who are MRD negative. So we were not changing therapy, but imagine how this patient felt. And in fact, if you look at the results of this uh, um, uh, Spanish trial, The MRD testing, based on the MRD testing, this patient who was very high risk to begin with, and obviously was showing all the high risk features, his prognosis, and obviously I can't tell you right now because it's early in the disease course, but I showed him this graph and his, his uh, uh, prognosis is just as good as any standard risk patient who is MRD negative, and you can see the fluorescent green line is actually showing outcomes of such patients who have 90%, 89 to 90% three-year progression-free survival, even if they are high risk. Now, the importance of MRD negativity is also established in the transplant ineligible newly diagnosed myeloma patients, as was noted in this uh, Maya study, where uh, there was evidence of threefold improvement in uh, MRD negative state with DRD compared to RD alone. What's more, it is useful even in relapsed refractory population I, and here you can see, actually, uh, serial measurements of MRD, neg- uh, MRD uh, uh, was important because both in Pollock's study, which you just uh, heard about, as well as Caster study, the, the patients who had achieved CR and um, had sustained MRD for at least 6 to 12 months did much better compared to those who had ill-sustained MRD-negative status. So it is important not only to perform uh, following initial therapy, but also continuing to perf- check for MRD if you believe your patient is in CR. But it is also important to note that that is not enough. Performing tests uh, on a, a te- or analyzing just the bone marrow alone is not sufficient. In fact, patients who were MRD negative uh, in this uh, uh, IMAGEM study by bone marrow, uh, uh, fl- uh, flow cytometric analysis, about 14 out of those 86 patients were PET positive. But the ones who were PET negative as well as uh, mrd negative by uh, by flow cytometry did much better than the rest of the cohort in fact At Mayo Clinic, uh, there's there's, this data management center for surrogacy analysis that is currently going. This is an independent uh, uh, international team that has been established for endpoint approval of uh, myeloma as uh, myeloma minimal residual disease. It's called the I-square team, comprises of clinicians, uh, statisticians uh, uh, from FDA, from academic centers as well as the industry, and the, the whole uh, goal is to validate it as a surrogate endpoint so that it can facilitate formal FDA EMA qualification of MRD as a surrogate endpoint for future myeloma trials. This has not been done yet, but we would have uh, results of this probably uh, in late 2019. As an example, I can I've shown you here that MRD can be used. uh, um, uh, If you look here for relapse refractory patients with standard therapy, standard of care in one arm, with uh, versus experimental therapy plus standard therapy, and if you can establish MRD difference uh, early on, and if it is established as a, a surrogate marker, this can lead to accelerated. Uh, uh, drug approval. I'm not saying that you don't have to look at other outcome, uh, other endpoints such as PFS difference and overall s- uh, survival difference, which can occur later on during the disease course. But uh, um, uh, that can be, those would be sufficient for regulatory approval. But for accelerated approval, once we can uh, show the FDA that independent of the patient methods, whether it's next generation flow or next generation sequencing or patient characteristics. Uh, uh, we, can, uh, uh, we can use MRD as a marker of clinical benefit. Dr. Rajay actually alluded to this trial, the optimum study, where uh, uh, the escalation of therapy in MRD positive uh, patients uh, who, are, who have already received one year of lenalidomide maintenance therapy is being assessed, and one arm. Uh, The therapy is intensified by uh, adding ixazomib to lenalidomide versus lenalidomide and placebo only, just continuing that same old lenalidomide. And we don't have the results of this uh, trial yet, but this will tell us if we can use MRD in more than one way. So what I have told you right now is that MRD can be used in the response criteria and must be used today. In fact, IMWG has already established it as a response criteria. Methods like NGS and NGF have already been standardized, uh, and um, it is an important prognostic marker. It has not been used as a regulatory endpoint yet, but the surrogacy analysis is ongoing and the uh, early readouts would be uh, in late 2019. We cannot yet tailor therapy based on the MRD status, but hopefully we would have that in the near future as well. But there are many other things that uh, need to be answered What exactly is going to be the impact of MGUS-like profile in patients with MRD-negative status? Uh, How to define the exact interval of sustained MRD-negativity? IMWG response criteria say one year apart, but the longer you you are MRD-negative, the better the prognosis. We still don't know if PET is the optimal imaging for MRD assessment. There are many other tools that are being uh, used. There are blood-based MRD assessment assays um, as well as detection of clonal evolution, which is more uh, easily detected with uh, next-generation sequencing compared to next-generation flow. And with that, I would end. Thank you.